This episode is sponsored by Ground Control. The Ground Control Brewer is transforming cafes, which is why it's trusted by over 300 brands, including Onyx, Intelligentsia, Brandywine, and more. Batch Latte Concentrate? Check. Game-changing batch filter coffee? Yep. Eight-minute cold brew by the gallon? You bet. Upgrade your coffee game, delight your customers, and lower your labor costs with the Ground Control Brewer. To learn more, go to groundcontrol.coffee slash podcast. Hey folks, I'm going to start this episode with a little aside. Producing a podcast as mostly a passion project is a strange experience. It requires passion, yes, but also time and money. While the coffee podcast has taken a backseat in my life, I have not given up on it, but between a new career and a new baby girl, my time is extremely thin. I don't regret making my priorities my family and the job that provides our living, but I want you to know as a listener that I wish the podcast could be a little more for you. I think about this a lot, and I don't know what that means, but I do think about it all the time. We're not on Instagram anymore, and as far as social media goes, I only make tiny appearances on Twitter to complain about things like uh, celebrity coffee companies, virtue signaling, and stuff like that. The only thing I do these days is show off my dance moves on TikTok. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm not on TikTok. At the heart of what I'm saying here is thank you. Thank you for listening up to this point. Thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends and family to encourage conversations surrounding coffee. And thank you for your kindness as I find your emails in my inbox telling me how the podcast has had a positive impact on your life. We've been doing this for seven years come October. That's really hard to believe. As a sole person at the Coffee Podcast for many years now, I can tell you it takes a toll being the only one here. And releasing so infrequently these days has me feeling like the podcast has lost some of its relevancy. But what this episode reminds me about is at the heart of the podcast itself. The Coffee Podcast wasn't supposed to be about the podcast anyway, or relevancy to the industry, or the frequency at which we release. It transformed to be a mission of people-focused coffee talk. So here is a wonderful mix of people I ran into at the SCA Expo this year. I hope this episode reminds you of the scope of coffee. Like, for me, recently the James Webb telescope photos reminded me of the scope of this universe. Yeah, so my name is Noah Berger and I'm doing my PhD currently in sociology on the specialty coffee market in Brazil and in France, like the third wave of coffee specifically. Yeah. Um, so now I'm, I've finished my fieldwork, fifth year of my PhD and writing basically. And while I'm doing this, I moved back to Israel where I'm from and I do a lot of activity around rendering coffee science or coffee research like more accessible. Okay. Yes. So I do like festivals. I work in festivals and exhibitions. Like you gave a speak at, was it Rico? Yeah, I did. Okay. And and what was that about this time? So what I did in this talk, I did two things. First, I wanted like to introduce, it was like, it was the panel, not the panel, but the session was about local markets, emerging local markets. So I was like representing or talking about Israel. Um, There was another one about Ethiopia and another one about Vietnam. Local markets, when you're saying that, you're talking about like pockets of communities that are 
interested yeah, in specialty? No, I'm, I mean, uh, sorry, like local markets in the sense that like just talking about consuming markets, okay. I meant to say. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was talking not just about specialty coffee. I wanted to okay. kind of expose the diversity and the history and the interest and the uniqueness of what was happening in Israel. Okay. And through this, and to do this, I did something else, which is I kind of told them my personal and theoretical story of how I got how I left Israel to study coffee in France what I realized doing that what I realized also doing fieldwork in Brazil and what I discovered when I came back to Israel so I offered like both an introduction to the Israeli market and its history okay. and diversity but also a proposition to think locally Uh, okay. gl locally, like global plus local. Interesting. I've never heard that. Sounded cool. So I'm it's like it's a it's a notion that's pretty um, common in social science research, okay. and it's this idea that globalization has as a consequence not just like making everything homogenous, but it also encounters localities and local cultures and kind of integrates some elements yeah. from local cultures. I've definitely seen this. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I experience it and I think about it, but I never had a word for it. Sure, so that's because cool. that's what yeah. social sciences do. They, they, think, <laughs> they say or they talk about what we already know, but they kind of rephrase it or they make us see elements of it that we didn't really think about or they mm -hmm. give it words that connect different phenomenons. So that's okay. local. It's like to put them emphasis on how specialty coffee is a very, um, I don't know, quote, unquote, global or Anglo movement, okay. how it kind of integrates notions from local cultures it gets to. So, for example, mm. Parisian uh, specialty coffee shops kind of buying out old bistros or doing mm. French roasts but from specialty beans. Yeah, yeah. Or Israeli specialty coffee shops serving La Cabra in, like, Turkish style. In yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, the Turkish right? style specialty threw right. me way off. I never even thought Turkish coffee could be good. I know that's, Why like, not? a horrible... I mean, yeah, yeah, the Turkish yeah. is just the preparation method, yeah. and it's, you know, slow-cooked, uh, fine grind. It was that, like, close, some close-mindedness of mine. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of close-mindedness in specialty coffee, I think. Uh, Rico was really cool because it felt very open-minded, but, mm -hmm. uh, like, preparation methods, like, come on, there's so many why just focus on pour over and right. espresso right 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 no that's a really cool point so so you gave this talk yeah. did you did you yourself uh gain any insight from giving the talk did you feel like how was mm. it received do you feel um that's a good question i mean it was well it was well received mm. because people are very nice and forthcoming <laughs> i didn't get any 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 like um critique or anything that made me rethink I guess just preparing this talk kind of made me kind of bring everything together in a way and also it's this gradual process of realizing um, how unique and interesting what's happening in Israel is and I think what was cool in preparing this talk is that I was encouraged and I allowed myself to be more critical even and more sociological than what I had planned I, I was at RICO three years ago as well as a fellow. And this time I was invited as a speaker. And last time I was there, I really enjoyed it. I loved the talks. There was something that sometimes would seem a little more narrative-y and like um, aspirational okay. in some of the vibe. And so I kind of was aiming myself that way. Mm -hmm. And as I was preparing the talk with um, Jen Rugolo and Kim uh, Unescu, yep. um, They actually encouraged me to be more critical and more sociological, okay. which I really am happy that I was. And when yeah. I got to Rico, I was really surprised by how open people were to these things. 
and to critique. And everyone at Rico this year was self-questioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, very open to rethink our definitions and mm-hmm. our preconceptions nice. of what specialty coffee is. So Peter Giuliano gave a very interesting talk about qualities, how we shouldn't just be focused on quality, but qualities that mm-hmm. coffee has different qualities like sustainability. Yeah, that was the redef- redefining yeah. of what specialty coffee exactly, is. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So a lot of these talks did that. A lot of talks like kind of broke apart our preconceived notions in a mm-hmm. way. That was really cool. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. What's been on your mind? So, so you focus on your research, yeah. your PhD. Is there anything in coffee that, that just constantly comes back to your mind and, and bothers you or you're excited about? Yeah, there are a few things that I've had on my mind. One was um, this idea of critique, actually. Mm-hmm. Actually, it continues exactly what I just said because on the one hand, specialty coffee as a movement is very critical. Like It criticizes everything that came before, mm-hmm. but it also directs like auto critique it also like puts itself into question are we being sustainable enough are mm-hmm. we being uh, equitable enough uh, are we treating um, our colonialist pa- like past etc etc but i keep wondering if sometimes we're ju- we've just developed a taste for critique and how that can actually be accompanied or followed by actions and when i think mm-hmm. about actions i feel like sometimes in in like coffee people they're they're very focused on market activism like if we get people to pay more everything will be resolved and it's not enough and especially when prices are volatile mm-hmm. um and i think that it's interesting and there are people doing that of course to take more into account policy community yeah. levels national levels international levels yeah. of treating a lot of the problems because coffee is made not just by individual farmers um but by communities, you know mm. what I mean? And we need to understand them and work through like policies and education as well. Yeah, I feel like, so, you know, doing this for six years, I'm like, what are we missing? Because it doesn't feel like we've moved it very far for the consumer. But maybe we have. It's I hard to measure. I think we have. I think specialty coffee has gotten consumers used to paying a little bit more. Starbucks yeah. has as well, the second wave. So, yeah, yeah no, I think we've, we've moved. Probably it's not enough. But, um, but again, there's, there needs to be, like you know PR work to explain to people why prices are going up as well and that even though prices are going up they're still very low yeah yeah so my name is Noah N-O-A Berger B-E-R-G-E-R you can find me with that name Noah underline underline Berger on Instagram I'm also on Twitter I'm also on Facebook I'm also on LinkedIn (laughs) and if you just like Google or Spotify, my name plus coffee. You'll find uh, a lot of free resources as well, awesome. like uh, Boss Barista, Twenty Five Magazines stuff, Spread cool. stuff. Like you know, enjoy awesome. <laughs> and write to me. I'd yeah, love that. thank you, thank Thanks you, yeah. thank you. So I'm Evan Sarasani. I'm uh, the roaster for Coffee Knot Roasting Company out of Buffalo, New York. We we yeah. roast coffee and taste a lot of good stuff, and we sell principally online. And but we got a couple of uh, wholesale customers and. Um, go to a few like small farmers markets and stuff like that. So we're okay. we're really small, but uh, really tasty. Really small, really tasty. Is yeah. that the tagline? That's cool. <laughs> it should really be. Small, really <laughs> <laughs> uh, how'd you how'd you get into coffee? For me, I've been always interested in finding that really great cup of coffee. It yeah. started in uh, college. I was that weirdo who had a, an espresso machine in his dorm room. Um, and oh. I was roasting coffee. Everybody's My, best friend then. Yeah, yeah. Machine, yeah. So you know. I've just been roasting coffee for like a decade and, you know, figured I'd 
try to make a go of it. That's a good friend to have. Yeah, you know, and, I, and I agree, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah, we're doing the three finger roll. I'm not actually editing this content. I normally do. Okay. Yeah. So everybody's hearing the weird like. Oh, the little three thing, finger roll. Just thing. my fingers right on there. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. So good. tell me about, uh, what's going on. Um, well, my name's Brittany uh, Jakud Miley. I am in charge of the marketing um, and the overall design of the company of Coffee Nut Roasting Co. Cool. Um, Here, do one of these for me. Oop. Yep, there you go. You're good. <laughs> if you, can, you can tell I've never used a microphone. No, it's good. It's good. Um, yeah, no, uh, you know, it was kind of something that we came up with during the pandemic to really get started because it's always been like something we talked about. All of us have grown up in coffee. My family's Italian, so it's really a cool. central point for my family. Um, whether, like, anytime you come over to any of our houses, first thing we ask you is, you want a cup of coffee? Yeah. Yeah. So, cool. <laughs> so I've always had that in my life, and it's always been an influence and something that kind of gathers people and yeah. really opens them up to, like, conversations and deep thinking. Yeah. So um, I hear you there. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here, let me ask you a sidewinder question. Mm -hmm. um, what's one thing that you're learning while you're here? Something. Well, oh, just the amount of different coffees and like how um, from different places that it might be the same bean, but it definitely like it, they'll taste different depending on who's roasting it, which I yeah. find absolutely fascinating that people like different roasters can bring out different flavor profiles with the same bean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Cool. Is there anything else you want to tell the world of coffee? Goodness. Drink more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I agree with that. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else want to hop on? You good? Okay. Oh, here. Oh, yeah. 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 That's how it goes. Well, no, you got, you got two of us. No, so. it's okay. Tell us about okay. yourself. That's all right. Okay, three fingers. Three fingers. Okay. And um, there you go. Perfect. So you'll talk right into it. Um, what's your name? Well, my name's Rachel Sarasani. So cool. if you may have uh, been able to deduce it's a bit of a family affair at Coffee Knot. So yeah. I'm married to Evan. Cool. And uh, Brittany is um, my sister-in-law. And Victor is uh, my brother. Um, but I, you know, kind of been tagging along in this coffee journey with Evan and just learning more about it. But my background being in accounting and finance, so uh, very I've been able, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit <laughs> behind the scenes and helping get yeah. things established and doing some important things behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. very so cool. Are you what, having any major takeaways from the coffee expo here? Or? Any things that are on your mind as an accountant, even? Well, I didn't, you know, I haven't really noticed uh, much on, like, you know, as far as accounting for all that that's happening here. And yeah. I think that's an interesting thing to keep in mind, too. Like, how, you know, on as a small business or a small roaster, like, how are you keeping your transactions clear and These tracking inventory? These are really important questions, and yeah. And you're so saying it's missing. It's not really here. It's probably here. I mean, we're brand new, and I haven't yeah. seen it yet. And so I'm looking forward to kind of that's my takeaway is what, what tools are here to run the company from behind the scenes. Yeah, and I think you're onto something. I, I, I hadn't thought of it, but once you said that, I was like, yeah, there's, where are, and maybe they are here. I just don't know where. Yeah. The, the conversations about small business management or accounting, for example, or transaction, uh, following transactions. And yeah, inventory, like how are you tracking your costs? Like I, I'm looking around going, this is, the, you know, as a small business, how are you going to acquire all of this and make sure you still have a bottom line? So ah, um, good kind stuff. Of, I'm happy to be a part of growing uh, something small and, you know, learning on our terms. And maybe one day I can impart a little bit of knowledge to yeah. other people, too. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. That's, yeah. a, that's a nice insight. Cool. Yeah. So uh, our coffee company is Coffee Not Roasting Co. 
uh, a bit like an astronaut or an explorer of coffee. Oh, cool. You can find us at coffeenotroasting.com. Uh, we're based out of Buffalo, New York. So cool. anybody in the western New York region who wants a, an interesting cup of coffee, you can find us um, locally there. So Very cool. Thank well, awesome. you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Awesome. My name is Gisiel. I'm Brazilian. And I work in coffee for three years and a half now. Cool. Where are you from in Brazil? Uh, I'm from Minas Gerais. It's ah, the state. I just learned how to say that pro properly. Minas Gerais. Did I sound right? Yes. I've been working perfect. on it, I swear. <laughs> cool. Very <laughs> yeah. good. I was working in another field, but I was invited for a company to work with coffee because they wanted to start to export coffee uh, like direct from the producer. Ah, okay. What were yeah. they doing before? I was working with electronic stuff. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. was a manager in a company, so I cool. just... Last nice. and then, yeah. Very cool. So, so this uh, cooperative, how did they use to export? They went through a third party to export? Is that? Or? Yeah, they use it to export by traders. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But well, that, yeah, we that understood, like the company understood that they could do that by themselves because to approach the producer to the buyers to the final client. And I think this is the spirit of who really likes coffee. They want to know where the coffee come from, yeah, and which is amazing for us. Like for, I say, the producer likes that because they yeah. put a lot of effort to produce coffee, yeah, and it's good to know that your client is is happy with you, and then they know who you are. You yeah, know? it gets rid of the barriers of the consumer, especially doesn't have a clue who's yeah. growing their coffee. There's not there wasn't really a connection. Yes. And, and then sometimes there's that false connection. There's like some random photo of some producer at some farm and you're like, oh, but it's different when you know the name of the producer or their... Yeah. You know. I come from a region which is called uh, Mantiqueira de Minas. And we have a seal that ensure where the coffee comes from. So it's all yeah. traceable. Cool. Yeah. And the consumer, they can get all the information about the coffee, about the farm, about the producer. Nice. And it's it's interesting to know the altitude, uh, like the history of the farm. Yeah. yeah. So everything we can have in a QR code, which is amazing. Yeah, that's that is really cool. Yeah. So during the expo, what what are the things that you're hoping to accomplish? Well, after three years, because I was here three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, and it's amazing to be back, and I hope to get to know more people involved in coffee and to share those experiences that we have learned so far. And yeah, that's it. Uh, it's Jeziel. Mantiqueira de Minas is on Instagram. Okay. You can type Mantiqueira de Minas. <laughs> I'll, I'll spell it out in the in the show notes. <laughs> okay, should yeah. I? No, 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 I'll, I'll spell it, yeah. Okay. Oh, actually, Good. yeah, go ahead, why not? Let's just do it. Yeah, if I go. M-A-N-T-I-Q-U-E-I-R a D E M I N A S. Nice. No, I'm glad you did that because if I forget the show notes, which sometimes I do, I better. Yeah, great. Thank you. But yeah, thank, thanks for doing that. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, who are you? What are you doing? I'm Dean. Oh, hi, Dean. I have an Instagram. <laughs> wow, this is. How am I doing so this far? This is captivating. It's <laughs> <laughs> really good. Tell us about your Instagram. Sure, it's espresso Patronus. <laughs> it's I like coffee and I like Harry Potter. Nice. And I saw a mug that said that one day, and so I made a handle I of it. I love it. it. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. So you just telling me you wrote something? Yeah, 
It's um, I, I can't remember who's doing it. Um, and it's Bartholomew Jones. Um, yeah, okay. yeah. So he's having coffee. a yeah. Coffee he's having black. a party. It backwards. Yeah, he's having a party tonight, and he told people to write bars, like come with bars. Yeah, so it was like physical bars, and he's like, mm-hmm. no, man, bars. And I told him I'm from the suburbs. <laughs> and so I don't know if I'll get up on stage and, like, do it, but I woke up this morning and just wrote something down real quick. So, yeah, here it is. Um, these are my bars from the suburbs. Um, I used to view coffee as connection, but on reflection, I missed the connection that coffee is deception. It is industry the intersection of dominance and possession, and my soul yearns for redemption. It is industry built on bigotry, and I crave liberty. It is industry that vividly disconnects community, that turns us into I instead of we. It is industry that transforms human connectivity into commodities. It deforms solidarities to be replaceable qualities. Coffee is not community, we are community. Dang. So, uh, mic drop? <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to share anything else? I, I, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, I think too. that's really it. We've talked online for like a year or so. Yep. Um, and then you went We dark. became COVID friends, I guess. We did become COVID friends. Data. We talked about we data talked about and the data. ICO. Okay. Yes. And I really enjoyed those conversations in particular. Yeah. Um, I have an interest in political economy and coffee, you know, specifically how it impacts growers, smallholders and producing countries in general. Yeah. You have a good book list too. Yeah. Yeah. Book recommendation. I I do enjoy the reading. YOLO. So there are two moments which probably need a little more context for you as a listener. There is a moment where Dean from the suburbs, as he said, uh, he he reads what's essentially spoken poetry. Bars, spoken poetry, I think there's probably a nuanced difference there. One is done freestyle maybe. I don't know what I'm talking about. But the point is, he read what I would call spoken poetry. And then there's this audio clip that that kind of fades in. It's really rough because it was recorded on my phone. And that audio clip is of Bartholomew Jones, who we've had on the show a while back. He was presenting a, a video of his trip to Africa. And anyway, so that's a clip that was recorded on site at the African Meeting House in Boston which is the oldest surviving black church building in America. Just a breathtaking experience there. So happy to be able to share that as well. And my first ever experience hearing bars live like that. So had a great time. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I hope it reminds you, I don't know, coffee is much more than what's in the cup. And thank goodness for that, right? 
Thanks for listening. I can't wait for the next episode to come out. I'm not too sure what it's going to be. If you want to follow what's going on with the Coffee Podcast, the best way to do that is through the newsletter. Um, You can go to thecoffeepodcast.com to find that. I am not on Instagram. I am sometimes on Twitter. And um, that's kind of where we're at right now. So thanks for tuning in. and, And as always, and until next time, happy brewing from Austin, Texas, which is 100 and four degrees right now. Talk later. Bye.